Welcome to House Common Blood, where the strangers are family. Every episode contains graphic content, including but not limited to copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, be they infants or immortals, fantasy drug use, nudity, mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. May the albatross guide your way. Host and DM uh, Gray, and I'm here with my players, Eddie. Janelle, I am Mega, and I play Eddie, the Otter Boy Triton Bastard class, and I also play Eddie. And then I sometimes play characters of similar names. As well as Luya. Oh, hello, Nita here. I play the human cleric sorcerer, Aluya Oblock. Mm-hmm. As well as uh, Mavet. Hello, I am Mavet Soha Fidash. I play the Spore Beast Barbarian Druid, Treefolk. <laughs> and finally, Seer. Hello. I play a person that's always on fire, who is a fire genasi artificer alchemist. And they have a little pet familiar named Rascal, who is literally made of, of a coffee mug made of metal. <laughs> All right. Uh, does anyone want to attempt to tell me what the hell happened last session? Um, uh, I can try. Uh, okay, yeah, please, uh, give me a shot with that. Right, so, like, um, okay. No. So we're still... <laughs> okay, no. we're with, we're with, <laughs> we're with the gnome still, and we're just trying to get him to talk to us, um, what his situation is, because we feel like he's just set up this trap for us, but apparently it wasn't for us. Um, he's waiting for someone, that someone happens to be the messiah named Baal, who Seer recognized as the uh, god of murder, evil god of murder. Um, he has a gift, gifts he wants to give Baal, uh, which is uh, three three corpses. Um, so we go investigate these corpses, and one of them is infected with the Zombrium, and zombie plant disease. And Mavet also notices and he starts to get a little weird with it so he starts doing um what does he cast he cast something upon these corpses but he pretends to do it on the infected one to which eddie notices and makes a comment uh via message to mavet and things get a little weird here because the being or entity or whatever in mavet is racist so it sounds like mavet's racist and so Eddie got butt hurt. And then moving on. Um, no, hang on, hang on. What? Oh. You, you forgot the important issue with that. Is that Ma, Ma Vet apparently used the hard R with otters. And that's a no go. <laughs> Favorite uh, thing. Go on. So um, we want to deal with what's going on with the zombie plants, but then we have this gnome guy who's here waiting for an evil god, so we're trying to figure out what to do with him. So, Seer decides with a good plan that maybe uh, Jean 
can stay with the gnome and we take care of what we need to take care of. But when Seer explained about this god coming, he seemed a little too excited about it. So he's like, yeah, 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 you guys go. Do your thing. Do what you're supposed to. I'm going to stay here with the gnome. And then we start to go off. But then he also sends the loser team on their own mission. But we don't know what that is yet. And then we uh, make our way deeper into the forest. And we come across the cottage. The cottage of the granny that we're supposed to deliver cookies to. Um, as by Velma, the bitch. Um... The plague, but yes. That's what I said. <laughs> Did I stutter? And then they all go into a room uh, where Lee gets turned into a cloud and she goes into another room being pushed by Eddie and then she sees things and then she gets a little weird at the end, but she must go back into that room. All right. Um, I'm going to steal something from Omega because I enjoyed this mechanic. But uh, roll me a 2d10. Me? Oh, yeah. Mm, oh, oh, sorry. Wrong thing. I was doing it from... How could you not act on the spot? Hey, man, where's the thing for my character? My character buttons. Oh, here it is. If you go on to, uh, yeah, the chat messages at the very bottom, there's a dice tray. But, uh, all right, give yourself uh, six gold. Say you found that rummaging around the property. Um, the only thing... Yeah, I, I only feel like uh, the key notes that were missed during that recap, and I don't blame you, again, it was a large info dump, is uh, the party was told that uh, with the Genasi army, the Rebirth Bastion, uh, it's, they are, uh, yes, they are a sign of the, the apocalypse, the end of times. And you were told that they had four generals, Infernalex, Mael, uh, Maelstrella, Tremora, and uh, finally uh, Galen. Each one of their uh, respective elements, generals underneath uh, Jahana the Fell. And this was uh, brought to you via a crystal skull that loves to eat anything valuable. But that aside, are you guys ready to start? I can't wait till the crystal skull summons aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to die. Alright, let's bring you guys uh, let's bring you guys to the map here. Now, where we left off, if memory serves me right, uh, Eddie was sending a message to Luya, and I'd like to start off from there. You guys are in this uh, spare bedroom for or, uh, the guest bedroom, right next to what appears to be a sacrificial altar and uh, some sort of uh, magical uh, seal in the room over. What does Eddie say? Oh, no. Uh, no, we... Uh, we ended. We ended like Aluya already came back. Mm -hmm. uh, like the note that we ended on was that like uh, Eddie suggested that they all get high. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a message. Everyone gets high. All right, start us off, Eddie. I mean, honestly, I want to hear everybody's reaction to that comment because, <laughs> especially from the tree person. Well, it depends what it looks like. Are we smoking it, ingesting it, or? Does it look like natural? I mean, he hasn't gotten it out yet. <laughs> well, that's why we gotta see. Well, do you think getting high is like the right time? Listen, I just came down off my high. I don't know. I think it went well. I think I handled it super good. Yeah. Fla flashback to her sitting at a long table looking at a crystal skull saying, 
you can't have my skin. I can't stop you, but you can't have my skin. <laughs> yeah, I handled it well. Uh, nah, bruh, you don't get it. I you said, like, there's something you can't, like, tell us, right? Mm, yes, that's correct. I cannot. So then, like, we're gonna get high so that we can know without you having to say anything. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yes, I will not say a word. I will not do anything. You will just be all inside of me. No, just one of you inside me? All right. Fear <laughs> just literally just turns face away like... <clears throat> I mean, like, we could always do that too, but like, you know, business first, I guess. My mind is ready. Well, like, there's a step before that, so you might want to get ready for that. Like, do I need to sit, lay down? Do I have to be restrained? Maybe punched in the face? Pats Aaliyah on shoulder and goes like, don't hurt yourself. Okay, okay. Well, nothing like that, nah. Just like, you might get real uncomfortable if you're not, like, just kind of like gestures at presumably the heavy armor that you're still wearing. Mm. I mean, you might feel really good. I like don't know your kinks but sure sure yeah kinks uh, we all have them right everyone does kinks i know this stuff <laughs> but yeah if like everyone wants to get connected then like i guess i'll just start setting it up okay just remember to breathe oh okay mm -hmm. kind of want to imagine as eddie's setting this up we have like a, a shot inside of uh, the room to the right with uh, the dead horse, we see like uh, the plinking of fr uh, fresh blood coming from its uh, mouth onto the ground. And the sigil just growing wider and wider. Eddie, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah, so like, uh, thankfully, since like, you know, just Eddie just always have to, seems to have like, uh, well, at least these days, like I have a little bit on him, just like uh, pulls out like uh, a small baggie of, uh, of, uh, of nondescript uh ground uh, organic material and it's like uh begins to put it into it's like uh yeah they go like you know like just like pull out a small bowl and like uh start lighting it and uh beginning to let the smoke begin to fill the room yes and we see that as uh eddie from uh because his token was left in the other room and I like the flavor, we see Eddie disappear from the other room and his eyes begin to form within the uh, this smoke that's developing in the room. Walk us through. Like, uh, and it's like, as he continues, it's like, oh, right, before I forget, like, uh, I have to say it, but nobody's allowed in my mind palace. <laughs> I feel if we tried, Eddie would kill us. Eyes glow in confirmation. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like awkwardly silent after that and like uh, continues like waiting. <laughs> His silence essentially confirming it as well. <laughs> so, but uh, as the the smoke in the room begins to fill and uh, I think the important question here is like, uh, Mavet, do you remember to breathe? <laughs> That's what I was about to mention. Uh, so I've never had to breathe before, so I'd probably just be sitting there. All right, then everybody but Mavet experiences this. Uh... There, there is one thing. E even though he doesn't breathe, we always attribute you to a tree. Don't you actually have foliage, or are you just straight branches? 
Straight branches. Never mind them. <laughs> Proceed. You know what? No wonder it was so easy to take him over. He has like no nutrition. Just like any old parasite could just come in and like uh, knock things around. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, for Aluya and for um, uh, for Seer, as the smoke continues to fill and like your lungs begin to fill with the smoke, it's like uh, you are starting to like hear what like basically what could be described as like echoes, but echoes of voices of people that you know yet nobody is in the room is actually speaking but it sounds like their voices but it's just echoes right now it's like uh but uh as a few minutes pass uh your it seems like your senses are beginning to heighten it's like uh colors or at least like the colors that you can still see in the room uh seem more vivid it's like uh, your like those echoes from before, are like you know, like starting to seem like louder, and even like the smallest of like shuffling seems to be picked up like uh, by your your sensories, uh, and probably most notably at all, I again I don't know if Aluya took off her armor, uh, but um, but like uh, that earlier experience that you had before about like feeling like really uncomfortable like wearing your armor, mm -hmm. it's like uh, like that feeling is essentially magnified as you are just fully aware of everything that uh, you are wearing like your skin just feels sensitive to everything that it's touching okay yeah i would have taken the advice and of uh, taking it off time being <laughs> yeah so like but yeah even without the armor like you can still like very much feel your clothes I'm gonna start tugging a little and like uh, even like because uh, like everybody had like you know dinner recently just like it's like huh it's like like but basically like the remnants that are like left in your mouth like even like starting to like a like feeling that like a more strongly basically it feels as though like all your senses have like a opened and magnified i can feel everything it's like you're there and i'm here but i'm also there i'm you and you're me we are each other everything feels so alive dear i'm also you a Janasi. <laughs> that I hope you enjoy the heat. I guess we're like really sisters now. We've bonded. And Eddie, our brother. We are a family. That'd make the orgy later a little awkward. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> ah, uh, that makes a lot of sense now. Uh, that's, that's not where this was going. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I think people would die if they tried. <laughs> so then like, Y'all are, like, holding up, okay? I think so. I'm just enjoying the relaxation of it. So. Alright, then, like, it's about to get trippier. <laughs> it's like, uh, as, like, more time passes, uh, it's like those echoes from before, like, that's become echoes and more, like, uh, like, coherent sentences. Mm. And it's probably in this moment that you realize, like, these aren't just voices, these are people's thoughts like you feel as though that you could like almost like project yourself toward another person and see deep into like what they're thinking and what they're feeling it's like it's like you feel like there's like a connection between you and everybody else in the room that didn't exist before until just now all right like bruh 
it's gonna get a little trippy, but like the little dude and I are gonna like go inside you. Is that all right? My mind is an open field. I I need to add in here as this is all transpiring and we see like the smoke in the room beginning to become thicker and thicker. Uh, outside, we do hear the patter of rain, then followed by the sound of hiss as it is really, really fucking hot. Like, uh, if I had to put a temperature on it now, it's probably like 120 degrees. Like, it is super humid in this room, and the smoke is not helping. And I have a question. Is time going by the same speed for you in the mindfuck as it is for me? Or is your perception slowed down? What's the answer, Eddie? Mm, I would say, like, uh, not so much in the first stage, but, like, into this, like, uh, this newer stage of, uh, in this, like, you know, like, newer part. It's like, like, you know, like, for example, like, any of these, like, uh, I, I probably should have mentioned that, like, Eddie was not even speaking at all when he first, like, uh, was mentioning, uh, like, basically, Eddie kind of, like, talked to you with his brain, essentially. And, like, all of those conversations, like, and those actions are all happening at a faster rate than everything else outside. Basically, everybody is kind of, like, almost thinking faster than the world around them. <laughs> okay, so your minutes are like seconds to me or no yeah <laughs> all right guys it's time to like uh, pull out the chalkboard for the theory of uh, relativity yep <laughs> but yeah it's just like uh oh uh, like uh by the way <laughs> just like uh i feel like it's important to say like eddie asked for your consent but technically he didn't have to as like uh, you feel like eddie's presence inside of your brain <laughs> hello am i alone uh, it's pretty empty in here. <laughs> so I can fill it up later. Hey, little dude. I'm just stranged out that, well, two things. One, I'm inside someone, but two, this is not my first time being inside someone. Just not in this way. But regardless, you're right, it's pretty empty. Right, I know the other way you talk of, too. Uh huh. Oh, wait, I know what happened. Uh, bruh, you're allowed to think. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to think. Alright, so, thinking, thinking, but can't say, all you see is the ocean now. Thinking, but can't say. <laughs> okay. So clouds, you're going to see a, a coastal line uh, with pink sands, and then you're going to see, pan over, you're going to see Velma, but then you're also going to go back to the ocean, because I don't want to think of Velma. Go back to the ocean. <laughs> Alright. Then you're gonna see this paper spider come out the ocean. Oh god. And thousands of paper spiders come out the ocean. They're all gonna open up and you're gonna read the note inside. But it says nothing. So I'm like, alright, okay. Um, it's like I can't think of it. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Then it gets dark again. And then you're going to see a bunch of Velmas going around us. And you're going to hear, you son of a bitch, as an echo all around us. And then you're going to see uh, what I saw in the room, uh, which is the uh, the sigil 
and the horse, and you're gonna just kind of arrows are gonna point at this stuff, but then you're gonna see someone like wiping a window. You're gonna see the sigil again, and then you're gonna see a like a, a house crumbling, like being destroyed. And back to the sigil. Um, you're gonna see. Uh, how can I say this without saying it? Um, myself, the sigil, and the crumbling house are wiping away the window. And we'll, we'll, we'll see what you can take from that, and then we'll go on. In the mind of Aluia, as they were talking about the things that they saw in the room, can I roll a quick investigation based off of what they remembered seeing, and possibly going deeper into their mind, as I probe even harder, while they are mm. frantically thinking too hard? Mm. That's a good one. I think insight is more appropriate in this specific circumstance. I understand where you're going for, but with this, yeah, this dreamscape, this uh, uh, mind palace. Yeah, insight might be more appropriate for this. All right, I'll give it a shot. Mm -hmm. It's not my best stat, but we're going to see. A natural one. one. It is as Aluya has described thus far. Damn, I might be distracted by the spiders. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they are pretty fucking distracting. So Eddie's just, uh, well, I guess he's kind of like think, literally thinking out loud. So like, it sounds like Velma doesn't really like this woman, does she? Indeed. It seems as if they tasked them to, if I'm correct, possibly wipe some things away to leave them unprotected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. Shh, don't think too hard. And I guess the only way to do that... You you said things. ...would be to wipe away the sigil that we keep seeing. Oh, you said some more things. I never said a thing to <laughs> you or to her. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It's mainly the fact that, well, our lovely host is someone of wards. So removing a ward means... Removing their protection, since they are not safe in this area, and yet they are able to live peacefully. Crazy theories you have. Oh my goodness. Keep going with those theories. Yes. Mm -hmm. The question that would apply then on this case, Eddie, is, well, what are the immediate effects that would happen if the sigils were removed? Well, if I were looking at that stuff correctly, like, I guess if we wiped away that sigil... It might actually, I guess, make the house vulnerable to, like, being destroyed. Either that or it fall apart. But regardless, not good results. Because mm-hmm. we're, like, in it. <laughs> yeah, I can't, uh, Aaliyah can't show you anything to that because she wasn't in the room with you guys when she was explaining, oh, what was going on. Then we have a lot of approaches that we might need to avoid. But that means then, well, as you said... Aluya is in a predicament that is a hard deal to escape from. So, I propose that we just simply play around the rules. I think we might need help from the host. Um, Granny? Uh, I'm not going to tell Granny anything. No, no, no. You don't need to tell them at all. In fact, you could compliment them about all the things and talk to the skull. Oh, I don't... I feel like him and I don't vibe well. There's just something about him, you know? But Eddie... Do you think that a plan such as what I could think of might work? The one I'm thinking of is we make a new sigil for Aluya to destroy, 
the old sigil, making it so that Elliot has accomplished their job without having to have bad things happen. Think of it as an update or an upgrade to their security systems. And like, I guess if she, I guess it kind of depends on like the wording of their agreement. You just get a flash of the note still empty. Hmm? And I think the last thing we might need to do, Eddie, before we leave is more of figure out how it was phrased. Because I don't think it was intricate. Because if you remember my deal, they simply kept it plain, left it up to interpretation to the person that carried it, but had it very strong rules when they last talked to them. So in their case, it might be the same for Luya. Hey, bruh, did you like keep that note? Yes, I have the note. Is anyone else allowed to read it? Well, if you overtake me, I, there's nothing I could do. Uh, I am not giving you the note, though. Ah, uh, hey, just like Eddie thinks of it. How would you feel if, like, what if I read the note without me reading the note? <laughs> well, if you could get the note without getting the note, and I don't give you the note, then you can read the note and it won't be on me. Uh, do what you must. Alright, in which case, uh, don't freak out and just kind of let it happen. Why <laughs> to... Or, you know, ah, no, don't do this. Ah, my goodness, don't, eh, bad stuff. Oh, no, <laughs> stay away. That, that's what I love to hear while I'm going on a trip. <laughs> Just relax. <laughs> <laughs> Just relax and let it happen. Yeah, just relax and let it happen. She's just, like, kind of going and, like, submitting and, like, <laughs> on the floor. Oh, my goodness. Ah. Ah, don't do this. I'll just distract them. Eddie, within her mind space, just looks to the seer. Hey, seer, you mind leaving? I can do that. In fact, if you like, I'll help them relax. Crack knuckles. <laughs> God. Oh my goodness, the pain. I don't want it. She winks. Don't do this. She winks some more. <laughs> All right. In which I didn't case, realize you were uh... into that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do something else, but all right. And Apparently we're into CNC, so let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Sierra leaves as Eddie asks. You mean like leave the mind space or you mean like leave, leave? Leave the mind space. Okay. Leaving the mind space now. In which case, like, uh, just as Seer does that, uh, like, uh, Aluya, almost immediately, you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be. It's like, uh, you're, in fact, your, your skin texture just feels really different. Right, well, I'm not feeling the connection like I was, but okay. Oh, no, you're still feeling it. The thing is, so like, uh, hey, is that you over there? Mm-hmm. Huh? Who's that? You see it, you. It is me. What do we do with her? It's like if you look around or like most notably look down. Hey, you weren't wearing those pants. And were you always this hairy? Well, I do take care of myself, but you know, it's it's hard. I'm part Romanian. Just kidding. No. <laughs> mm, and then so... it clicks that, oh, hey, are you wearing Eddie's clothes? You're me. I am you. Uh, will you get the answers this way? I am not allowing you to get answers, but do what you must. 
Oh, just like uh, you see that your body seems to be independently now looking or like looking about your form and your clothes for a note until I guess hopefully eventually uh, he finds it. They find it. Um. So just as, just so it's very clear for like uh, anybody like uh, peering into the situation, Aluya is reading the note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I, I need to, to clarify with. Uh, Hallelujah! Uh, you, if you want, you can read it out loud. If you want to keep this just between you, Meg, I can send a message. It's all about how you want to approach this, or if there's something different that I wouldn't expect, say so now. Um, I feel like only he would be able to see it, but I'll say it out loud, and then he can relay the information. Mm-hmm. So the note says, "My dear sister, dear Miss Oblock, my dear sister is going to finish a ward in three days." Would you be a deer? Kill her magic seal before then. When it is destroyed, my favor will be fulfilled. Velma the Plague. And then Aluya just, uh, like, uh, once again, like, you see yourself just, like, uh, folding this paper, like, uh, back into a pocket. See yourself looking at you. And then you hear, and then you hear Eddie's voice. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while since the last time I, last time I did this. I forgot how good I looked. Oh, you know, got to have that those good luscious uh, fur. I get it. Uh, did you get the info that I did not tell you mm-hmm. or show you? I did nothing. Aluya definitely read the note that she was given and didn't share with everyone else. <laughs> okay. Aluya, take a hundred d six damage. Now I'm fucking. <laughs> <with you. laughs> Uh, and like a like in a blink assuming that you just let it happen mm-hmm. uh it's like a, like one blink later and like a once again uh uh you now see eddie in front of you rather than yourself hey i don't know if it worked but uh i don't know what you saw or what you read or what happened uh but hey, whatever theories, uh, hypotheses you have, tell the group. All right, but like, so just to be clear, the orgy's not happening? No, no. Is that like a soup or something? You eat together? <laughs> just just because I want to say this, and since Eddie went through the effort of organizing <laughs> this, Eddie, in with the discussions of the group, from when Aluya met Velma to reading this note, there was no specificity, no, no order to have a vow of silence. <laughs> <laughs> At all. <laughs> you know, Eddie will, will spare her that embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I'll let you have that knowledge. <laughs> hey, man. I didn't feel like dying when I uttered her word. How am I supposed to know? It's just so great. And I was like, I, I, but yeah, like even as she was reading, she's like, I'm, I'm waiting for the part that says, don't say this to everybody, but it didn't come. And <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so good. That being said, Aluya, give yourself uh, 350 EXP. That was some excellent role play on your part with the Mindscape. Eddie, for organizing it, give yourself 100. And uh, Seer, you had a good idea that I really liked. Give yourself 50. Um, Mavet, give yourself 10. 
for being there. <laughs> or <laughs> Just I should say, exclude. Yeah, as a trophy. Participation XP. <laughs> that was good. I enjoyed that. Good job, everybody. But uh, yeah, it's like Eddie realizing that the orgy is probably not happening. Like, uh, like uh, looks down at the uh, like the still burning like a uh, mind fuck, and with prestidigitation, uh, like uh, extinguishing the the flame inside, allowing the smoke to set. And it does take a little bit, especially since like uh, mm. it's like you know like they don't have really a means to let the smoke out immediately. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but yeah, like as the smoke kind of like begins to clear out, like, uh, those participating, it's like, uh, you know, like the, the, the stream of consciousness that is everybody's thoughts begins to, uh, become more like a broken up and disjointed until they return to echoes. Your normal sensory feelings begin to, uh, return uh, until eventually the smoke has cleared out and everybody is as they were before. Mm. Oh. Although notably, Eddie gave himself like one small pinch. It's like uh, on like a, one of his nipple rings before the smoke dissipated. <laughs> yeah, that helped with the spell, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everyone's in the same room. Mob vet. What are you doing? Well, how much time passed between what they did and what I experienced? Uh, that, that's a tough one. I'm going to say like a little bit more than the actual conversation itself. So I would have just been looking at them wondering why Aluya is doing weird movements, even though they're not really speaking. But I kind of see her eye twitching, not winking that time, but it, it just seemed like she had a tick. Hallelujah. You you having a stroke there? (laughs) And I would have just, since it really wasn't all that long, would have been just relaxing, um, trying to catch my bearings. You had an opportunity to draw on people's faces, shave some legs, and you didn't take that opportunity? Well, I, I was also told to infect them while they were down, but I also did not do that. Relax. Just let it happen. <laughs> uh, all right. Smoke clears. Everyone's in the uh, bedroom. What are you guys going to do? Aluya, you're feeling like you might become exhausted. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah don't you remember what I told uh, us here? Mm. Don't, don't skip the house now. <laughs> okay. How do I put that on myself? Not yet. <laughs> oh. uh, not yet. I'm just saying you feel like you're going to be exhausted. Boy, I'm feeling kind of drained from this. What do you guys do? Okay, so I'm a little tired. Uh, Did you get the info that I did not say? Uh, Yeah, and like looks over to see her. So like, I think little dude that your plan's probably going to work out just fine. Good. So, like, we should probably go and talk to her now before, well, something bad happens, I guess. Yeah. Well, all you guys have to do is kill the seal. Go right ahead. I think they would appreciate the honesty since, well, they even said themselves. And I think Aluya would say this with such um, beautiful words. Velma's a bitch. Yes. Uh, 
took the words right out of my mouth. But regardless, the honest, more honest we are with Grant, the, well, we can at least see if there's a conflict with the idea. But I think they would understand, hopefully. We'll have to see. Mm. Do you guys leave the room and go see Granny? Yeah, yeah, which case, just like uh, go over, open the door anew. Mm-hmm. Ah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. We got it. And we just begin to leave and go like, leave Aluya with the tree man. Yeah, everyone move to uh, the uh, living room then. And this is when we find out that she's been killed. <laughs> <laughs> you see her corpse. No, I'm fucking with you. She's dead on the couch. No, she's just sleeping. You just see her snoring. Like uh, she was working on something, didn't go, uh, manage to make it back to her uh, bedroom. She's just sleeping on the couch. And he just like uh, walks over and like uh, and pokes her. Nothing happens. She is just sleeping. Hey, brah, brah. That won't work. You hear the skull say from the table, "She's a dreamer." That is what. She wasn't joking. She sleeps hard. She's not with us at the moment. She may sleep hard, but I wake up hard. <laughs> what? Fifty XP. That was fucking awesome. Holy shit. Oh fuck. <laughs> that was good. Sears so gonna ask the skull specifically. That's going like, do they arise by the sun or? At a specific time. That will be five copper pieces. It wants money? Yep, opens up its mouth. An easy price to pay. As I look at my gold, I gotta double check. Mm-hmm. She unfortunately only has four copper pieces. If I give it to gold, will I get change? <laughs> Let's find out. If I say yes, will you give me a gold coin? <laughs> but what if it's a lie? Eh? How about this? Don't think they're a coin star. <laughs> How about this? We'll make it a silver if you tell me when they wake up as well as, well, ultimately, if they actually like sleeping in their bed or the couch. Opens up its mouth. Put a silver piece in. And it chomps down. Not with your finger in it or anything. Just the moment your finger comes away, it chomps down, crushes the silver, and just goes, ah, yes, that's so good. Yes. Granny goes to sleep at 8 p.m., and she wakes up at 8 a.m., like clockwork. But she does like to sleep in her master bedroom. Tonight is a different night, although he stops. Interesting. Uh, just because it kind of bothered me that he just stopped short, I will give him a copper piece. And then... Does not chomp down. I see. Okay, okay. I will give you one silver piece. Sorry, dear. This will be five silver pieces. Okay, five silver. And then... And you see his eyes begin to glow. And you guys better be taking off this fucking money. <laughs> so, opens up his mouth. You see the teeth chatter. And it says, Granny is doing something different tonight. She is not focusing on the ward. 
She is talking to the Coven of One about the success of her mission. She has saved you for now. <laughs> hmm. Looks to Leah. I'm guessing that's why they specified the days mm-hmm. in some ways. Because if you did, I think we would have had issues. Mm. She will not wake up. I am sorry. Would you be able to answer the questions that they would answer for us to aid in making it so that none of us have issues? Rephrase that, please. Basically, I'm going to ask. It's like, can I ask him the same question? Um, can I ask him the same questions we were going to ask the granny on how to resolve the situation with the ward without causing the world to Harry, explode? I know everything. It's a matter if you have the gold for it. I have something that you've been wanting. Oh, what's that? Leah is going to see Seer just like dig through their bag and pull out rotten flesh of the Abiku. No. That is not valuable, my dear. No, I plan to give you gold, but I wanted to give you something else on top of that. <sighs> Think of this as a bonus. <sighs> Disgusting. I just simply wish to know about if it is possible to make another ward before removing another ward, and what materials are needed. One gold piece for the first part. Five silver for the latter. We'll make it two gold then. Oh, dearie, you know how to make a skull smile. <laughs> I have a serious boner right now. Yes, give it to me. Opens I won't up jump mouth. your bones, but I'll give them the two gold and a little bit of flesh if they want it. If they don't, it's cool. They don't. Cool. I'll put it back in my bag. So the question was... Is it possible to break a ward and remake it? Was that the question? One more time. I was trying to specify, like, their ward. Their ward. Like, the ward they have in this house now. And then, like, basically, it's because the idea is, like, yeah, I, we don't want to, like... I, I need you to ask the question again in character and be specific on what you want to know. Because that's a, a little too vague for me. You're good. Yep. Is it possible to make the same ward that is in this house that my companion, pointing to Aluia, is tasked to changing and make it so that we still have the second ward in place? Wow, my brain's turning off. I'm trying to... Yeah, that's fine. And if so, what materials are needed? You wish to know if you can make the ward in this house again after it is broken. Is that correct? Not after, but specifically if we could stack the ward and then if we destroy the other ward, it'd be up. Correct. Yes, that is doable. And you asked, uh, what components do you need? Correct. Yes. Very simple, my dear. All that's needed is but dreams, hopes, and a bit of unicorn horn. <laughs> Writes that down. Dreams, hope, and a unicorn horn. The dream you can find within the daughter of Granny. The hope you can find deep in the woods, in the hands of a goblin. The horn you can find in the deepest of the rot of the deadwood. Yes, that is all that is needed for the ward in this house. What's the horn again? Unicorn horn. I mean, what? Um, what did you say 
Uh, oh, it was uh, deep in the deadwood. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll ask you other questions another time, but for now. Oh dearie, I'm still hungry. Please, do you have do you have more gold? I do. <sighs> then, Eddie, do you have any questions you might want to clarify with them? I have a bit please, more gold to send. Please, I'm so hungry. Like pauses for a moment, looks at Eddie, then looks back at the skull. Well, bruh, since it seems like at least two of those things are outside this house. What'll happen if we go outside? Yes, I can answer that. Opens his mouth. Uh, I should be more specific. What'll happen to us specifically besides die? Ah! <laughs> uh, I can answer that. <laughs> Please, one gold piece. You already know I'm a high tipper. Two gold. Yes. The question is, what will happen to all of you besides dying? Is that correct? Yeah, just like noticed it was like getting a bit warm outside and it wasn't the smoking. (laughs) Oh, it will get warm. Very, very warm. That is but another question. What will happen is you will be hunted by the wolf. He will hunt you. He will shoot at you. He will, and head turns towards Mabet. He will kill you. Me? Me? Yes, it is hunting you. Okay. What information can I get about the wolf for one gold? Oh, I can tell you what organization he is a part of. For even more, I can show you where he is. I will give you three gold to give me that information. Plus, if he has any weaknesses or faults. One gold piece, and I tell you where the wolf comes from. Twenty gold pieces, and I show you where he is right now can i offer the dagger and see if that will cover the 20 gold how much was the dagger don't remember i said my notes yeah i was gonna say i specifically told you how much it was i it's 100 gold ah yes yes give it give it (laughs) the dagger the dagger the dagger Mm -hmm. so show me where he is and any weaknesses or faults Yes, for the dagger. I will tell you it all. Put it in my mouth. Yes. So I put the dagger in his mouth. And you hear... It's really thirsty. You hear the jaw clamp down on the blade, the uh, the actual uh, uh, dagger fragmenting into pieces, the clinking of glass on wood as he keeps chewing at it until it becomes nothing. I wonder how he handled a longsword. I used to do some sword swallowing back in my day. You wish to know where the wolf is. I can show you exactly where he is right now. And you see, like, the mouth open, smoke coming out, much like Eddie's, but this one 
the the smoke that comes from his mouth, unlike traditional smoke, has like an astral quality to it. Like if you look deep within the smoke, you see the blinking of stars, the uh, dark blackness and slight purple hue of the night sky. Deep within, you see that eye, much like the eye that is replacing the moon and uh, uh, Giuliano, you see that eye blinking back at you deep within this mist. And as it fills the room, much like uh, the scrying spell, you see like a third person uh, view of this wolf as it is standing on two legs with a red cloak, making its way through the foliage. And as the camera pivots down, you see a cottage in the... Yes, you see a cottage not too far away, as if he's close to this building right now. And the smoke comes back into the mouth, and you hear Bogdan just laugh. <laughs> he is a crimson cloak of Adontis, a monster hunter, a beast himself. He has come to rid you of this world, tree man. And where do his thoughts lie? He is not weak to anything. He is not strong against anything. He is immune to the poisons of man. He is a crafty creature. He will not attack you as a whole with the group. He will wait. He will bide his time. He will follow you until the moment is right, until you are all weak. And he will strike. He prefers to stay at a distance and shoot with his bow. Be wary of traveling the woods. He will shoot you from afar and run. But be careful. Should you be weak, he is strong. Should he see blood, he will go into a frenzy. Speaking of which, I will give you this. Uh... If you guys fight this guy and you are not at max HP, he will have benefits to his attacks when striking you. He wears a charm as a necklace to make him strong against magic. In other words, advantage on uh, saving throws. And finally, what you must know is he has a very special weapon just for you tree man and i think like out of his mouth you see that an arrow with a shaft of uh gnarling uh branches comes into shape with its arrowhead yeah dripping with like a orange and white hot uh kind of uh yeah if you guys ever seen a blacksmith uh, working on a uh, tempered metal is that kind of white hot metal tip for uh, this arrow. He has a special arrow just for you to slay you. It will hurt and perhaps even kill you, but the others need not worry about it. That is all I can tell you, unless you wish to know more about where he comes from. Wouldn't that be included in all? Hmm. Well, again, it's specifically how you progress the conversation. That's why I'm double-checking. Yeah, let me know where he originates from. In Adontis, there are rules that must be followed. You have to upkeep the balance of nature itself. Him 
in this organization of crimson cloaks purposely break the rules, tipping the balance between man and beast. Yes, they augment themselves by disturbing the peace and becoming more bestial. They are known to hunt monsters, while some become monsters themselves. When you travel anywhere close to Adontis, be wary of traveling the woods and seeing these people. They might be friendly, or they might just be another monster. All right. Anything else with that? No. Good information. Is there anything else you would like to know? I am so hungry. Well, I have a question. Yes, dear. What is the question? By the way, you have very nice skin. Oh my goodness. Yes, I'm a charmer. Alright, okay. You stay there. I just want to ask a question. So, you like know all these things. Uh, what about, um, like, where I come from. Would you know things from there? Oh, yes, dearie. I know everything. Mm. I will give you three gold pieces. What would you like to know, dearie? Information about the night of the incident with the church and me. (laughs) Oh, how delicious. I don't usually do this, but I want something more. I want something personal. And his, you see like the gleam of his gems upon you. Mm. Or one night I shall give you, but in return, I want a day. Do you, uh, I'm sorry, repeat that for one night. You want a day? Yes. For one night, you want a day. Yes. Give me one day. Show up to the group. What does that mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know how this thing works. You know, I don't want to be mean on that, but when you make deals with such things to give such vague ideas, it tends to end badly. For example, if you give them one day, it very well could just kill you. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, so like, one of those stories where it's just like, I'll take a day, all right, the day you were born. Ooh, as he just kind of like starts waving his hands up in the air. It also could be the day that happened, because it very well could just change everything you are. But that's the thing that makes it so diabolical, is simply just that all they have to do is say what they want with no context. Dear, all I ask is one day. You know, never mind. You're giving heavy Velma vibes, and you know, I'm already trying to deal with a situation. I pass. Are you sure? It's quite interesting. I'm so sure, yes, yes, it's mystery. Oh, I'm suspect. Got it. I pass. Ah. If it makes you feel better, I'll come back to for your services. But as you already know, business before pleasure. So? For me, business is always pleasure. Then hope for our next thing, for my group and I need to discuss our next course of action. Oh, I already know. Good. 
Then I'll turn to Eddie and be like, so we have an issue. We either A, wait till morning, but then basing off of what the deal was, the deal would be technically broken if not finished right away. If I'm wrong or right. So what have you guys decided on? I think we were going to go collecting for some stuff, right? Well, I think more immediately anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like right now, what the hell are you guys doing? Because <laughs> like theoretically, like we could either uh, essentially we could go ahead and just like spend the night and like uh, Aluvia takes on that uncoming uh, exhaustion. It's, uh, or like uh, possibly we could see uh, where uh, uh, where Granny's apprentice is since, you know, she's probably somewhere. We're not allowed to leave around the house anymore, right? At least not tonight. I mean, you're always allowed to do it. Whether you survive is up to you, is up to someone else. Yeah, you guys have whatever player agency you want to have. If you want to leave, you can leave. Yeah, if I wanted to throw Granny into the fireplace while she slept, I could do that. Yep. <laughs> Did Granny like say which room was her apprentice? Not from what I remember. She did. Room on the left. No, I know. I'm just trying. It's like not from what I remember. I don't know. I was walking around before, so she had been telling you guys. Oh, wait. One room, Mavet could not go in, right? Is that her room? Two rooms. Two rooms. The one we already been in and then the one opposite of it. Old of you to assume you can find her. Well, if I give you a coin, will you tell us? Oh, yes. Well, here you go. One silver piece. You said one gold. Oh, I you know, I just thought of like a business idea where like instead of like having people paying for like one thing for like a set amount, we like give them a piece of a thing and then they just like keep paying small amounts of gold for the rest of it. Wow. I mean, like I could get on board with that. What about you people? I mean, if it works. I'm thinking of calling them mini-transferences. Ah, yes, I invented microtransactions. And this does weigh upon me. Yes, yes, we could do that. What do you have to offer? Well, I gave you a gold, so, you know, where is she? Chomps at it. Yes, you said, where is she? Where is the girl we're looking for? I... You can't find her because she is in the grave of ill omen. But you don't need her. You just need her dream. Uh, all right. Well, if I give you another gold, explain <laughs> how we acquire this dream. There I'm you type, go. Trying to type into this. Yeah. Buy your way into quest progress. It's the next gold piece. (sighs) Yes. All you must do is talk to Granny. She can get you inside of the world of dreams. You go in there and you take it from her. Okay, well, thank you. Anything for you, darling. Uh Uh-huh. What do you guys do? Macarena. Macarena. This leads to the question then, do we wait till they are fully awake? Do we act now or 
do we prepare something else? Or do you just die? <laughs> no, that's painful. I'd rather not. Dying's not fun. Eddie was in my mind. What if he blows his um his smoke to Granny and she takes it in and we go in her mind like while she dreams and she knows uh, what we are asking for. Ah, Inception. My favorite play. <laughs> I mean, if you want to. It is possible. I just don't know if you want to venture into someone's mind that, well, it's all about dreams. We'll be playing a dangerous thing if we jump in. I think, like, more specifically, it's like... Wherever her mind is right now, it might not, like, be in her. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, she might be elsewhere. Plus, I want to play in this mindset, but I don't know if they want visitors in their head. I mean, that's fair. It'd be like a violation or something. My vote is very simple. We don't really have a course of action till we either leave the home, which we cannot leave right now, or when we encounter talk with granny so if you wish to try to speak to them through their dreams you may do so but if not i think it'd be best to try to rest and then start early okay yeah like there's not really much else we can do at least unless we just want to leave the tree dude behind so it might just be like better if we just wait till tomorrow all right so we're all going to sleep then Maybe not see her right away, because they do okay. have a question for the skull. Okay. All right. Um, if that's the case, um, everyone, go back to the bedroom, get some sleep, or sleep wherever the hell you want to in this house. See Bogdan, the skull, looking at you, Seer. Yes, darling. What is your desire? Well, I think you already know, since you know so much, that I tend to resolve things before... Moving forward, since priorities over other people is always in my motto. You know me better than anyone else. Make me a history check. Hey, yeah. Twelve. Something seems a bit off. Was was the skull always on that part of the table? Nah, it's nothing. Well, that's making me uncomfortable. Yeah, well, Aluya must have moved it. Didn't tell you. So, I only say this, though, is because I have just... One question, I can't help. My curiosity is starting to get the best of me. If you give me a bad deal, you already know that I would simply just say no. So, as Sierra kind of like takes a seat in the chair and goes, Now, I have been trying to find answers to some questions that I haven't even told the group yet, mainly because, well, I don't think I'd like them to know how selfish a little bit I am on what I want. We're all selfish, dear. Just how much of it you show. In my case, I don't show much because I think many people would be disturbed by my end goals. I have a noble goal, but I also have a greedy goal, if that makes sense. Yes. Crystal clear. And you just see, like, uh, you, you notice that you can see through the skull a little bit better when he says that. And the smell of sage wafts into your nose. So, let's make it quick then. I need to know where to go to create the panacea that I seek. Yes. Yes. I can tell you. Looks towards you. 
Yes, I can tell you. Or just something oh so small. And he opens up his mouth. This one will seem very expensive. But trust me, it will all be worth it. I wish for your hat. And I wish for you to stay as you are. Such a dangerous deal. If you are looking for something hidden, you can't hide yourself. That is the price. Made a very painful decision on that, mainly because had to avoid the rules from the land I came from for that reason. And yet it seems to have come to bite me in the back. Interesting. How about this then? I will do this, <sighs> but not now. <sighs> but after... I resolved what happened to my companion here who needs my aid. That'll be the final that'll be the thing I give you. Your hat and your word is what I seek. Once it is given, I shall give you the pansea that you seek. I hope so. For having this and being able to reverse engineer it allows the end of my people's suffering. So but you ask for my life to be in more danger, and I understand it, why. It is elusive. What you seek is a cure-all, a medicine that shifts to disease. Yes, this will be expensive. But is it not just a small price that you should suffer while everyone else gets cured? Indeed. But as why I mentioned it, as something I don't need to do right away. But that's an easy deal. I just need to make sure that yes. I don't get into issues when I move forward. But it will happen. That I can tell you. Don't dawdle. I don't plan to. And I throw a gold in their mouth. Enjoy. Eats it greedily. <laughs> Sleep well. And then Seer stands up and walks over back to the room. What about you, Mavet? Well, and stay out there with Granny. What do I see outside this window? Make me a perception check. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. See, I... you, you see a breeze. It seems hot. There's a slight patter of rain. And whenever like the rain touches a blade of grass or a tree, you see the steam hiss from it. It's getting hot. So I am going to go over to the lion rug yep pick it up bring it over to the window mm -hmm. and is there something i could drape it on yeah there there is a curtain you don't need to you can close the curtain well i know lion skin is thicker than curtain so just in case a stray arrow comes through the the curtain is hung up and is something that you can put the lion rug on so let's put the lion rug on it just for extra protection you do so. And I will sit next to Granny and use my century rest, which is going to inactive motionless for six hours, but I'm still aware of my surroundings. Okay. So I'll be observe I'd be observing Granny while also getting a long rest unless I decide to move within six hours. Hmm. Alright. Is there anything you guys do before uh, going to bed? Any uh, bedtime stories? Please just kind of beat from her mind experience and coming down twice off of drugs from Eddie. 
And is Eddie sleeping on the floor? Did he just decide, yeah, fuck the bed. I'm going to sleep on the floor. Well, I mean, like, originally I thought, like, Aluya forgot which bed that she was supposed to be sleeping in. Because uh, I thought everybody already, like, figured out their arrangements and that uh, Eddie was going to be on the floor. Uh, but then she, like, put her token there. She's like, okay, I guess I'll sleep over here. Uh, <laughs> and like, Eddie is totally comfortable sleeping on the floor. I know. That's just where I left it for the moment. I got distracted, but now she's in bed. No, like Zero walk over to the bed and throw anything that's super flammable off. Yep, you do so. You just throw it onto Eddie's sleeping form. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and then they don't fall asleep right away. They sit on the edge of their bed, kind of like looking at their hat. So I'm assuming uh, how it's going to work is uh, Seer and Mavet are just going to take a little bit of the watch tonight. And uh, with uh, Mavet's. Uh, uh, racial ability, he should be able to watch out for you guys as you guys sleep. Unless you guys have any different plans, this feels initially safe until you learn that there is a wolf prowling nearby. Again, uh, not everyone go at once. Any Anything to say? Anything different from what I put out there? Um, I was hoping I could actually try to see if I could watch outside the window to see if there is any activity outside. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We'll go over the night. So this will be the first few hours. Uh, give me a perception check. I've been and rolling that garbage is today. a natural five and a six on the roll. I'll do a flash of genius just in case. Yep. Yep. So flash of genius. That's a seven on top of that, right? So 11 or sorry, not 11. No, it's 11. It's 11. Okay. Okay. All right. So as you're uh, looking outside the window, you do see that there is a fresh grave that you're told that is uh, uh, that belongs to a Hague, uh, given the title The Exile. And as you're looking outside, staring at the grave, you, you swear, you, you swear that you see the, the dirt around the grave begin to shift slightly, but it could be a, a trick of your eyes. And I'll say that happens around midnight. What does Seer do? Seer, seeing this situation, kind of like will stand up. And how far away is it? Okay, if you actually look at the map and look north, you can uh, see the grave directly outside. It is a little over five feet away. Seer hasn't done this in a really, really long time. With my artificer's tools or the multi-tool I have, once, maybe like every day, I could change a I could change it a cantrip on it. This might be the moment where I change the cantrip to Mage Hand. Okay. I'll get rid of mending a little bit, but it'll be Mage Hand for a little bit. Okay. So what do you do with this Mage Hand? Outside the window, I kind of like just make it move. I want you to imagine instead of being like a magical hand that appears, it's more like all right, changes the setting on their um strange tool. <laughs> And then points outside, and then suddenly the dirt turns into a hand that just kind of pops up, makes it float up, and being like, all right, seeing it move, kind of like move the hand forward to kind of like see like if it's shaking naturally. So they'll put it like a stone on top of a spot that seems a little bit unsteady, but like leaves it there to be steady enough that if there is activity, it'll fall off. And it falls off as you hear the clinking of the stone go down. So then, as they kind of look about, they're trying to see specifically what might be causing it. So then they slowly move the hand on top of an empty spot of, like, dirt. 
And though they can't feel the vibration, the idea is like they're just trying to see if something reacts to the hand as they get on top of the grave, just putting their hand on spots that are like weak or soft. Yeah, you you see it like uh, the dirt begin to crumble inward to cave in like there's a cavity that's being filled, but nothing grabs a hand, nothing pops out, is just moving. Then I think for the rest of the bit, um, Sierra's going to watch just to see if like anything major happens. And if nothing happens, it's like, okay. You watch for 20 minutes, a half an hour. And eventually you see the stones begin to separate as you see the scales of a decomposing hand begin to, yes, uh, flicker with uh, the reflection of the lantern light in the room. And crawling out is what looks to be a Yanti make it spilling out of an empty eye and a crochet needle jammed through its neck as it begins to raise up turns its head at you and you see through its one good eye that this creature doesn't have an iris it is very dead looks dead expecting the seer to be scared it's like <sighs> walks over to eddie pokes eddie uh, hey, bruh. Bill, dude, what's up? Seems like someone didn't want to stay asleep in their grave and is now coming back up. Points out the window to see the dead Yanti. They must not have liked their nap. Might need to be investigated. Yeah, probably, huh? Mind if you do this for a moment then? I'll get my stuff ready to put it into the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Just like, uh, getting up. And until... I get back because I gotta move something real quick. I'm literally gonna be like digging out stuff to be like, okay, steak? No, that's for vampires. Um, crowbar? That's better for for other things. Yeah. As you're looking through, you see the creature come closer and closer to the glass window. And you see it scraping. It's, yeah, de uh, decomposed, I, I should say, it's a hand is skeleton like while uh, below the wrist is bloated and you see it scraping a skeletal hand down the window like it doesn't know what to do. It's just following the light. And yeah, just kind of like just like a staring it face to face. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you look at it and it's just hard to make out anything besides its race. It wears uh uh, yellow robes. It looks like it was knitted. And it is a snake person with a skeletal hand, missing eyes, and maggots basically uh, bleeding from its mouth with a black viscous uh, fluid. Yeah, I guess just to like confirm like one thing in particular, <laughs> like uh, Eddie's going to try to send it a message. Hey, are you still alive? You get no response. Okay, yep, nope, definitely dead. <laughs> I can tell you the first thing that happens. To describe the uh, position, we got Aluya to the left of uh, Eddie. Eddie standing before the window. Seer to uh, his right. They're looking out the window. Uh, uh, Seer is uh, rifling through her uh, uh, equipment. And we have a undead graveborn of a uh, Yanti woman who is scraping her hand across the window. And just as you're experimenting, Eddie, make me a perception check. With 11, you don't 
see what happened before, but you definitely see what happens after. Uh, make me a straight d20 roll. Use the dice tray uh, below the chat uh, log. Make me one d20. Seven. Mm. You see a little glimmer of light behind her, and it's quick. It happens in a fraction of a second as you see her eyes begin to glow with a a fire quality to it and you see her head basically jerk forward from the impact of an arrow piercing the back of her skull the force of the yeah the force of the uh, arrow is enough for her face to headbutt the window shatter the glass and you see the open flame of a bolt in the back of her head uh Aluya, i would say that's enough for you to wake up there's shattered glass on the ground there is the head of a graveborn that is lit a fi- uh a flame are you guys all right what's going on here well that saves me time as you see Seer drop all the stuff they pulled out of their bag, go looking for something to stab this thing with. Glass on the floor and... What is that? What is that? <laughs> it's trying to get in, right? Oh no, it's dead. Oh. Well, it was dead. Now it's dead dead. <laughs> and she'll just blip out her, her spear. Give it a good little boop. Double tapping. As you see a black liquid begin to spill onto uh, the windowsill and drip onto the wood floor. The fire that is still uh, cultivating inside of her head is growing hotter and hotter. Uh, Could I use the spear to kind of push it, like tip it back out the window? Yes, you can. No check required. As you do so, you decapitate the head and it does roll with the body outside. Eddie, did you see where the shot came from? Nah, but like, considering what we already know from earlier, and considering what they don't like, it's probably that beast dude. I would agree. Then, well, now we know that they don't like undead, or at least, well, undead like my people. Might have to move somewhere else. Considers for a moment, hey, do you think the tree dude might actually be dead? Possibly. Have you noticed that they don't grow really any um, foliage? Yeah, that was, like, a little weird. And, like, if this beast dude really doesn't like undead things, then, like, that might be a really good reason to not like the tree dude. We'll have to ask Mavet a bit more. For now, I think we might suggest going to a different room. And then, when I get the chance, I'll fix the window myself. Mm. Alright, so you guys are going to sleep in another room? What room are you guys going to sleep in? Can I just take, like, the mattress... Just put it in this hallway here. So there's like no windows, so you just have door, door, door. Yeah, go right ahead. Light it over. Sears just gonna camp by the fire. Okay. Go into the fire. Where'd Seer go? <laughs> Sleeps in the fire. Makes me think about home. Yeah, I think I'll wait till the next day. Okay. Um, Mavet, as the night passes, I need you to make me a Constitution saving throw, eighteen or higher. That wouldn't be at disadvantage, right? Because of the exhaustion. That's only skill checks. I believe skill checks. Doesn't even matter. It's a failure. Over the night, the voices are making some really good points to you. You hear them in your head just going, 
Mavette, Mavette, we're yes. friends, right? I am friends with all living things. Good, then we're friends. I'm worried about you, Mavette. Why is that? Well, the people you keep around you, they don't seem to like you too much. Don't you feel it? It is okay for people and creatures not to like one another, as long as they tolerate one another. I think we're getting to the point of intolerance. Don't you hear them? They're scheming behind your back. If the point comes to where they need to no longer be alive, then that time will come. Until then... It will then, be soon. It will be soon, we know. What if they get the upper hand? What if they strike first? I am stronger. I have no worries. You are weak when you are one. You are strong when you are many. But you are so few. And they, they are many. Don't you understand? We will have to become many. Yes, let's become many. Mavet, 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 Mavet. Spread us. And you see that, like, yeah, just snapping back into it. Your hand is like, yeah, I would say on the shoulder, cusping the neck of the grandma. Come on, Mavet, make us many. And you see the one finger that you replaced becoming whip-like, stretching out, coiling around her. Mavet, let us have her. Uh, well, let I think us so have her. I think since it's in control of my hand, we have to make a check on it. <laughs> I need to say, now, now hang on. Let, let me put it out there because this is extremely important. I am not taking control of your character at this moment. You are in a point where you have control of your body. You are not uh, taking full possession of. When we do those checks, there are just small gaps. You've gotten over the gap. You've listened to the voices and they have moved your hand in a direction. They are not choking her. They are not killing her. This is your decision. You as a player and what Maudet would do. Because I like to limit myself, I feel like if I were to just say no, that would be me taking an action, so I would still be exhausted. Or how would you rule that? <laughs> because I'm trying to rest, so I feel this is... It's, I it's will doing its own the, thing. I will remind the table that it is not six hours of continuous rest of inactivity. It is simply a cumulative total. Okay, I like that. Good table. Yeah, it must have been made of Mavette. This is a good table. I like the wood. <laughs> what do you do? Mavette, let us have her. She is strong. She is powerful. Her days are numbered. But she is asleep. That is a weak thing to do. It is the perfect moment. It is when she is strongest. She is a dreamer. Are you afraid of a challenge? <laughs> We have yet to be acquainted, so I feel you are lying. But we're friends. I wouldn't lie to a friend. Friends tell white lies all the time. Then you shouldn't be friends with those people that lie to you. We have never lied to you. We are incapable of lying. Mavet will take his hand as the... 
as the whip-like finger is coiling around Granny's neck. Mavet takes his hand, and as it slides across Granny's neck in retraction, he sits on his hand and tries to silence the voices. Mavet, you are weak. Roll 4d6. 12 psychic damage as... This feels very wrong not to do. It feels disgusting not to do this. Just as a reminder to everyone, he has three failures and two successes. <laughs> that happens. And I want to imagine when you put your hand underneath uh, your leg, everyone comes out. What do you all do? You're in the living room before the hearth of the fire. I'm in that little hallway cove resting on my makeshift cot. Right next to the door with the dead horse on the other side. Yep, yep. Uh, there's no window there or there or uh, in front of me or behind me. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure it smells great. Yeah, it smells god-awful. You can, like, be next to the crack of the door. You can smell the decomposition, the rotting of flesh. All right, so we're going to fall through with the long rest. Anything else that needs to be done? Not really. We can't really do much till we get more assistance from granny or other things like that okay all right everyone take a long rest as the night passes uh mavet make me a perception check wait do am i still exhausted after this long rest or is this perception before the long rest this is before the long rest and you are still exhausted after the long rest i think the, the simpler question to ask is are they exhausted in the moment that they are making a perception check yes 14 mm. And, uh, Seer, you said you were, uh, sleeping, uh, by the hearth? Correct. Mavet, uh, after the long rest, like, uh, uh, tell me, like, what you would do. Like, uh, we, we always, like, go over how weird Mavet is, but how does he spend his time? What is he doing? So I'm waking, am I waking up before other people? Because I'd just be sitting there watching Granny the whole entire time. Yeah. Just motionless. That, okay, that's why, yeah, that's why I want to know. So you're watching Granny. Yep. Okay, like uh, after the long rest, you look towards uh, the windowsill because uh, you feel a bit of a draft in the room. And looking towards the windowsill, you do see an arrow with a bright white hot tip. And carved into the shaft is your name, Mavet. Less than three. <laughs> so did the lion help? <laughs> yeah. I want to say like uh, the lion did help. Like, uh, I, I, I think it's better to say like how you noticed it was the, uh, uh, lion pelt, uh, began to move slightly with the draft and you're still alive, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's win-win. But yeah, you do see an arrow with your name carved into it. So I will go grab the arrow by the shaft, not the head. The moment you touch it, make me... A constitution save. 15 or higher. Good. It burns to hold it. And as you uh, touch it, you hear the voices in your head going, No! Put it down! Put it down! It burns! It burns! Okay, can I grab it? What, what hand did I grab it with? What is I want to assume made? it's the same. Yeah, I want to assume it's a hand with a parasite. Okay, can I switch hands? Yeah, you can. But again, if you hold it for more than six seconds, you're going to make another save. 
Uh, I would just uh, see if the voices stop once I switch hands. No, because they're connected to you now. But Grace, switching hands makes all the difference. <laughs> you never know. Because uh, it hasn't fully taken over, I'd hope. <laughs> but So I would just, at that point, drop it. it it's kind of like living with a roommate that's just moving in. You see all of his shit around, but he's not there yet. So yeah, I would just drop the arrow and then kind of kick it towards in front of Seer. And if she's not awake yet, I would just be waiting with the arrow in front of Seer. Uh, Seer, how do you react? It is the morning. It is getting close to eight o'clock in the morning. Seer would pick up the arrow and investigate it. You pick it up and investigate it. Um, Give me a nature check or arcana. Depends what kind of uh, information you want. Natural 20 Natural on nature. 20. There you go. I like that. And she licks it. <laughs> mm. Tastes like sauerkraut. And dead with a hint of body sweat. Mm. Is that axe? <laughs> so what you know from this arrow is it's taken from a particular tree in Adontis. It is a... What's the best way to put it? Much like uh, the tree that you guys have seen Yes, and this area, the blue tree, that acts kind of like a uh, mother tree. Um, this material, this uh, bark, has a very specific quality to it. You uh, see when you open it up, like uh, like if you examine it, like experiment with it, if you make an incision onto uh, the arrow, you see that the rings on the inside of this uh, wood is rainbow in color which leads you to believe that it came from a very specific tree in Adontis. now uh, why that's important is uh the elves have a, a capital in uh Adontis, and they've made their home uh within this very particular tree the name escapes you at the moment but you know that is a firm link which is again strange because like uh, what you guys have learned about the Crimson Cloaks is they like to break a lot of rules that the elves put down. So this kind of creature getting a hold of this kind of weapon is very uh, peculiar. So you're saying Mavet is weak to rainbow arrows? That's why he doesn't like Eddie and made that racial slur? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Holy fuck. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, my man! You know, Eddie's just sleeping peacefully in front of the in front of the door of their original room, just like just living his best life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, um, uh, in particular, um, you, you don't recall like the tree having this kind of specific quality to it. Investigating it more, it seems like uh, the arrowhead is the key to this arrow to make it function the way it does. Looking at it, you get a flash of Atticus as the arrowhead is actually from where he was raised. The pit in Adontis, Lyavra's pit. This uh, material, this ore, this metal has a, a similar property to what you are familiar with with uh, Atticus and Thimreth, which uh, is having like a uh, emotional quality to it. Though to what motion, you don't know. That's it. I'm sorry, um, 
out of character just really quick. The the arrow shaft is from a tree from these elves, and the arrowhead is um, made in the forge in Adonis in the pit where Atticus is from. Yep. Okay. Um. Anything from that? I just like you know explain to the group a bit more about the nature of this arrow and maybe how it might connect to Mavat. Mm. Mainly because it's like it's very particularly made to kill Mavet. Mm. So I probably would just ask Mavet finally, being like, "Do you have any common enemies that we should be aware of now, or maybe a reason why that they would want to slay you?" Because I'm not from Adonis. My clearest memory of the past is when our friend, who is no longer here, attacked me with those bugs. If I had made enemies along the way, perhaps I don't think I'd try to make anyone upset. Then we have other solutions to solving this. We could either ask the skull why they want to murder you in particular, or we go ask the person directly, though we already know that they're not going to want to talk to us. They're going to do skirmish tactics. If you like, I could pay the gold to ask the skull. We can see how much it is first. Walks over to the skull. Yes, darling. What can I do for you? I'd like to know a bit more of why this person in particular is either hunting our tree companion down. Like what is their motivations or their motivations are just aligned with something else going along here. AKA, I'm just asking what is the what is this person's motivation for killing Mavet? Oh, that will be five silver pieces. I think you already know how I do things. Give them a gold. Ah, uh, yes. Thank you. Eats at it and just says, The wolf's motive for hunting down your friend is that he is a parasite, a monster. He is very harmful to the very earth he walks on. This hunter is trying to exterminate this parasite. A friend of yours. From what I can gather, this would be a mission from the Crimson Cloaks themselves. No vendetta. Cold and simple. Was there anything else? No, it just makes sense now because for someone to know their name seems to have a particular hatred to them. Well, think of it this way. If you hire an assassin to kill someone in particular, more often than not, the assassin has no ill will or grudge against the client or against the target. It is but a job. Luxemavan goes, well then... That limits the options we have to resolving situations here and there. The question is, who shed light on your friend? Who informed the cloaks that he was here, that he exists? Probably the little midget dude. Oh, I was just going to make a joke saying he's like, that bitch, Velma. But I always throw Velma under the bus. As you should. <laughs> Rightful blame. Then, Mavet, if you want to live, we'll have to figure a way to make them not want to kill you, or be we slay the person trying to kill you. However, I think you and I already know 
how I feel about your situation, bonding with a plant of such old and destructive nature. From what I gathered, it would be the same as others viewing you having relations with a non-gen Nasi. Hence why I wish to fix that. As do I. That's why I respect you on this way. That's why I haven't done any of my actions already. So, we're in agreement then. The bigger the ambition, the farther the fall. Then my fall will be, pl- will be bottomless. But for now. Then, let's wait for Granny. Tell them what the situation. And then, what's call to action of how to handle such things. Daddy Skull, I have another question. Bakhtin hears you. You said I am a parasite. So, how many other parasites like me are around on this world? They are still blossoming. Although your spores travel far, they are quickly killed. You should ask your friend, Atticus. Oh, thank you, Skull, for the freebie. Ah. It is not a trick. It is merely a memory you have forgotten. Not to mention, looks towards Seer, now we are even. Much appreciated. Yeah, because you paid more than what you needed. Then, I'm going to begin to fix things before Granny wakes up. Pulls out tools and turns into carpentry tools to fix windows. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put the, the pelt back. Mm-hmm. Before Granny wakes up, Seer will fix all the windows. Okay. And collect the two arrows. Make me a history check. Fifteen. As you go into uh, the guest bedroom and you begin to uh, fix the window, again, just like with Bogdan, it something's not right. You look towards the bed, see that they're a few inches off of where they should be. Look towards the beds and they seem more ruffled than they were before. You look around and you notice that uh, one of the curtains that, uh, yeah, that were on the window that got destroyed by uh, the Graveborn in the bolt is missing. Get a chill down the back of your neck. You might not be alone. Doubt we have a party here. But basically, it's like Sierra will be like, better not go into the bedroom. Let's role play this a little bit. No, no, but this one sounds like fears, like, and they're going, like, better not make everybody panic. I'm in that room. Ow. I'm in that room. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Both of you guys going over, Eddie. Yeah. When the curtains is missing, the beds are off by a few inches. The bed sheets are a lot more ruffled than how you guys left before taking your long rest. You might be, yeah, you might not be alone. Looks like I'll have to be investigating a bit more around. <sighs> Immediately cast the invisibility. Look around. See invisibility. And you see nothing. Sounds like the sound is coming from the room over. Oh. Oh. I'm guessing that's the daughter. Unless you mean it's in the occult room. In the occult room. Ah. Uh, nah. It's the cult of the horse. Hey, bros, why'd you step on me? Am I going to do it? Fuck, I gotta do it. Oh. 
Do you hear that, Eddie? I don't know. Gray stopped. Do I hear it? <laughs> no, you still hear it. I just don't want to do that constantly as you guys are talking. <laughs> I'm almost finished. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, Eddie, Aluya could not reveal what they saw, but I think it might be a good idea for me to check out what they've seen before our granny wakes. Well, I guess, like, just be careful. Because, like, she said we weren't allowed in, but, like, that could mean two different things. That just sounds like agonal breathing, though, so whatever's in you there. You hear the snapping of bones. <sighs> Still hear the labored breathing. I hate to say this, but my curiosity is booming, so I must check. You hear a thud on the wall. Bum, 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 bum. All right, I'll be back, Eddie. <gasps> Seer will turn back, into Eddie. Eddie. Oh, no. No. Fucking with me. No! I'm a gaseous form, though. Etty. Okay. You do gas, uh, gaseous form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna grab your token. Turns into a fart cloud. <laughs> Smells like apricots. No, I'm joking. Smells like burning apricots. Bring you into the room. Gaseous form. Zoom back in. So, unfortunately, the horse is not an object, so I can't make that disappear, but you don't see the horse. Hi. You walk into the room, and that is what's missing. Can't really walk. I had to float. Mm. You waft into the room. Yeah. Like a fart. <laughs> but the sound is coming from the room. Yes. By the way, see invisibility still works still. As you come into the room, you feel drips of blood uh, phasing through your cloud. Look up and looking at you head crane backwards to the point of where you can see like the spine jutting out of its neck you just see the open mouth of a horse its eyes buggy as it goes in all sorts of different directions its body malformed like a spider on the ceiling as it looks down at you and just goes, Eddie. Clouds can't scream. <laughs> <laughs> I have no mouth yet. I must scream. Um, That's actually utterly fucking terrifying. But I'm going to push forward in bravery and analyze this thing as well as possibly the surroundings to see if I could figure out some like magic going on. So like the runes. The writing in the book, even if I had to do a nature check, the creature itself. Okay. Okay, so which one first? The horse, the sigil, or the book? Definitely the horse, since I'm staring the fuck at it. Ah. Uh, that's gonna be Arcana. Or, no, no, stop. Religion, specifically. Alright, let's see. I'm not bad at religion. Mm -hmm. I will also flash of genius. Oh, 21. 21 is your total. All right, so you know what this creature is used for. Essentially, it is a vessel during... Uh, what's the best way to put this? A In the Dreamlands, there is a ritual 
for uh, projecting yourself in between uh, realms. And to do so, you need a vessel to basically anchor you down. And from what you can gather is this is the method that Granny is using to basically bleed herself into the dreamlands, is using this horse. And this appears to be a byproduct in exchange for it by granting something else life in this body. Then that is cool to know, and also utterly terrifying. Then I think the next thing I would need to do is look at the book, and then I'll fly out. Yeah, as you move towards the book, you hear it say, Greater ambition, farther fall. And it falls to the ground, and you hear the snapping of its neck. It's crooked as it just follows you. Clouds can't scream. Clouds can't scream. Clouds can't scream. And you're going to the book? Not to touch it since I'm a cloud. Mm -hmm. You look at the book, and you see within it. Um, Make me... Because you're not actually interacting with the book, so you're just investigating the page? Correct, because as a cloud, I can't touch or manipulate things. Okay, so I'd give you more information through, like, physical contact. I assume you don't want to do that with a giant-ass horse behind you. I mean, I, I'm glad you understand how I feel. Yeah, call it, call it like a feeling. So, unfortunately, un instead of an investigation, you're going to have to make me... <sighs> I want to say religion again, but you do have the option for Arcana, but I do need to stress out that Arcana has a higher DC is your choice. So one more time, Arcana or? Arcana or religion, Arcana has the higher DC. My man, I gotta go for what make how my character thinks. I gotta do Arcana. <sighs> Ambition falls. Eddie? You're the crack. Flash of 18. genius. Total is? Should be 23. I also have one inspiration. Would you like to re-roll that? Oh, is it a re-roll? I thought I was just add a d6. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's the one you're talking about. We got two forms going on here. If Do you want to add the d6? I do. Go right ahead. So 25. So you learned something incredible here. So as you've understood from uh, the horse and the ritual that's going on here, that this room is used to form a link between the dream world and and uh grandma laura and this book is yes it, it helps make the ritual but the specific page it's left on is something different it is yes the best way to put it is this is this is the kind of book that most people especially in this region of jewel rihanna would burn it is witchcraft through and through and the ritual that's on this page, unlike uh, what's happening in this room, involves a person. The idea behind this ritual is that a person is bound to a location, pinned through uh, stakes of uh, uh, stakes through the hands and feet, and through that constant agony, they are forced into a nightmare. And it seems like the end result is a ward. Oof, that is a painful thing to think about. As you recall, it says, kill the magic seal. Oh, God. 
Damn. Damn, damn, damn. I can think more about that, but I need, must scream, so I must leave this room so I can. Fart cloud out! Eddie! As it watches you face through the wall. Eddie and the crew see a fart cloud. Mm-hmm. And you hear banging on the wall as it gets more violent. Eddie! 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 Boom! 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 You drop the spell. They just want to, like, really meet me, don't they? <laughs> meet! Eddie! Meet! Eddie. I do drop the spell. You drop the spell. What do you relate to the party? I mean... More importantly, does she scream? <laughs> Let me find out. Hold on. Boom. Roll a Boom. d20 for myself. Boom. Sierra lets out a yelp. <laughs> I think as you yelp, you hear the whisper from beyond the wall. Bansia, I meet... Eddie. What was that? Fuck. Pansia, I meet Eddie. I meet Eddie? I meet Eddie. And it mimics your scream or yelp. All right. There's a lot to say here. Let me say the things that are not really boggling my mind as much as I could chill. But I could say this with confidence that I think I figured out that very much the ward is designed off of a person. I also learned very quickly that... The things they have in there are pure things that anyone of religious faith would burn immediately. It's a book of great knowledge, but that's what makes it bad. It's forbidden knowledge. And again, the thumps. Burn knowledge. Burn knowledge. But then it makes me wonder about something else, too. Basically, kind of looking to Eddie. Eddie, what did it say about the seal thing when we were having to figure out what Aluya said? said to like kill the magic seal before the board was finished in like three days well i think i found it and now i know what i know basically that that is it reminds me exactly as if i encountered my previous self beforehand sarah sits down oh is it like a seal as he just starts like lightly clapping his hands in front of him <laughs> i i wish i could make jokes about that but it, it's bringing me back old memories of my experience being chased down by something similar to that wasn't joking though oh well <laughs> no no it's not i can say this though that if we were to make the seal again we would need to sacrifice a person Eddie. but the last thing i need to ask is that it wants it will tell me the secrets of things i need if i bring you to it I don't know why it wants to meet you. Maybe your kindred spirits. I mean, like, I've met a couple seals, but... Let's... Let's not speak of to Granny of what we just learned, because it, think, it seems to be desperate to meet you while they're in the dream realm. So, it might be a dangerous thing to deal with. Something is allowing Granny to see things. Very dark thing. And it seems to know exactly what our, all of our motivations are. We might be feeling I mean, like that does save time. It does, but now it makes me wonder if the skull's been our friend or been aiding this creature dealing secrets. Well, like, I don't know about you, but Skull Dude's <sighs> seen someone that's like neutral anyway. Seems like he just does anything for gold. Then we might not have to rely on them too much. Cutty. Hey, Eddie. 
Bum, bum, bum. You hear the knocking on the wall. Pretty sturdy walls. All right. You know, it is starting to get dusty in here. <laughs> let it, let us then make our way out of this. Let's talk when we are able to leave. I think we could talk when we're out going looking for the unicorns things. And if not, if we don't need to stay here for the whole time, we leave. Uh, just, just to, uh, yes, put a little bit more focus on this. You do know this creature is used to help Granny tra- uh, traverse, and you weren't hearing these noises when she was awake. What do you all do? I wonder what time it is. Skull Dude said she wakes up at 8, right? Mm-hmm. You guys want to wait till late? We can uh, fast forward till 8 o'clock. Unless there's anything you guys want to do before she wakes up. Now's the time to do a panty raid on her bedroom. <laughs> a pantyhose? Nerds, 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 nerds. <laughs> nerds, nerds. Yeah. No, Olivia starts wearing her her lingerie. Yep. But basically, yeah, look pretty good. I'm just gonna fix windows. If anyone wants to break into any place, they can. I'm just gonna fix windows. Okay. Do you guys do? So, uh, would it be perception or investigation for the panties? <sighs> investigation. It's hidden behind a lot of children's clothes, and to my vet, it is hidden. Can't find it. He did, however, find a jock strap, which raises more questions. <laughs> questions I will not fucking answer. <laughs> Anything else? Going once. Going twice. Three times. Dong. 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 You hear the grandfather clock go off. And you see Bogdan's eyes with smoke coming from the sockets, smelling like sage. It is time. Granny shall wake. And you just see Granny just stretch, yawn, and you hear the heavy thud behind her as the horse in the sacrificial room drops to the ground. Oh, morning, dearies. Oh, morning. Oh. And looks towards Mavet. Oh, darling. You look so cute today. Cups her hand around your uh, face. And how are you this morning? I am well rested. Thank you. Oh, that's so good to hear. Looks towards Eddie. Obbles up a little bit. Goes towards you. Oop. Then pats you on the head and just goes, Oh, dearie, you have such soft fur today. Did you use conditioner? I mean, like, I conditioned the whole room and my fur was in it. Does that count? Oh, and plucks your cheeks a little bit. You're just so cute. Looks towards Seer and uh, Aluya and just goes, Oh, morning, girls. Did you sleep well tonight? Did I sleep well tonight? You are not exhausted yet. Okay. Uh, I believe so. You've got soft uh, mattress. It was quite nice. Oh, I plucked it from a goose. And she was a mother. That was an extra detail. Okay, thank you. Oh, yes. The softest feathers come from parents. Oh, that's kind of sad. Oh, don't worry. I made the children watch. Well, this is taking a turn. Okay. Oh, not as much of a turn as the goose in my stomach. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) It's like in her head thinking, oh, she's related to Velma, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Eggs. 
I see why Aluya has been traumatized from whatever was in that room. Mm. Ooh. Now, there are two party members that just want to scream, like, all the time. <laughs> all right. Settle down, everybody. And looks around the room. My end of the deal is over. You're free to stay at my house for as long as you like. Well, thank you for the hospitality, I think. Oh, thank you for the years on my life. Can I insight check her? What does that even mean? Sure. You see that she has a nosebleed, though. Then. Oh, wait. I want to see this insight. From uh, what you gathered, she made a promise with the Covenant of the One. And in exchange for keeping you guys safe, she did mention offhand that they granted her some powers. And one of the benefits that was included was extending her life. Oh, I have so many fond memories because of you kids. Then ultimately, our next goal then is to oh, investigate further in the woods. Oh, yes, please. I do hate that nasty little thorny parasite that's really killing the forest. The mother is quite angry. Then we are welcome to come back anytime, correct? Absolutely. Mi casa, your casa. Kind of looks to Eddie and Kike, gesturing outside. What's a casa? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I assume home or tree or something along the lines. Does she mean quesadilla? <laughs> Sir, I have a question before we leave. Indeed. Do you remember when I carried you upon my shoulder? I vaguely might. What? I make it a joke. Well, yeah, <laughs> when, she, when she was small. I make it a joke, and it sits like, I vaguely remember, as they kind of sit there not wanting to admit, it's like, that was strange to ride on a shoulder as a tiny person. Would you be able to carry me as well? You are not afraid of spiders, are you? No, spiders are not a problem. Okay, so, I, in order to hide from this dude trying to kill me outright, I will use my wild shape to transform into a spider then just crawl up to Seer. How long can you keep the transformation? I think it's indefinite, right, Mega? What? No. Yeah, no. yeah, I was gonna say, what the fuck are you smoking? It is It is equal to a number of hours equal to half your druid level. Oh, so two hours. Or round it up or round it down? Uh, actually, it's up to the DM whether to round it all and just like actually have like X hours and 30 minutes. We're going to go X hours and 30 minutes. Okay, so an hour and 30 minutes. There you go. Fair enough. Don't go into hair, though. You might die. So describe the look of the spider as you're crawling up, Seer. So the, um, from far away, it looks like a normal spider being very tiny. But if you were to look closer and closer, you see it's not hairy. It's not... It's not like your typical spider you would find on this world. It looks to be made of wood. Dark wood with eight jutting out legs, all dark with what would be half of the legs looking to be infected in some sort of way, reflecting the Zombrium overtaking Mavet. Mavet? Mavet? Yes. Have you heard... Of the story of the scorpion and the frog? No. You'll learn. And it just quiets 
as you nestle into Seer's shoulder under her hair. It's warm. Then you might see us back soon, Granny. We're actually might need to come back to investigate other things, if that's all right with you. Oh, I would always love to see your faces. You're all so cute. Then, Aluya, Eddie, should I make steps outside? Or do you have any questions you might want to cover? No, uh, I'm good here. Kind of want some air. Mm. You know, Aluya, you felt kind of weird waking up this morning. Son of And Well, you, you can't really, like, put your finger on it until you finally get to this point. Because you haven't been moving around a lot. No. Um, you, you felt like you just feel a little bit more heavy. And looking down, you see something black wrapped around your ankle. Uh, well, let's go higher because my boot covers me. So my knee? No, uh, it's on your heel. Yeah, I don't think she ever put her armor back on. I would have before anything else. Hmm. We'll just say that's on the heel of your boot. Or I shouldn't say heel. Like uh, the connecting point between like, you know, the top of uh, the shoe and, uh, you know, going up into the full boot. <laughs> it's black. And it's wrapped around your foot. Hang on a second. I just, uh, well, there's a thing on my foot. It's black. I don't want to touch it. I don't want an orphan situation again. Uh, Seer, uh, do you know what this might be? Let me take a look. Yeah, looking at it, it looks like a uh, cat with a tiny, or like a big witch's hat on top of it. Ah. I'm sorry to tell you this, Aaliyah, but you have something what they would call a feline problem. I have a cat. Indeed. But it's on my shoe. Yeah, you recall, like, yeah, you recall, like, a heavy, like, uh, uh, pressure, like, on your shoulder and on your neck, like, throughout the night, but you couldn't quite put your finger on it. You never really seen anything. No. Like a shutter thing. I'm just going to start feeling this thing and I'm going to, it's going to get heavier and heavier. Yeah, like, as attention gets drawn to it, it just goes, and you see it disappear. It went away. Oh, you feel something heavy on your shoulder, then, like, sandpaper on your neck. But I feel it on my shoulder. You have a magical feline problem. Eh, you, skin skull. Uh Uh-oh. Yes, dearie. I give you money, you tell me what this thing is on my shoulder. Yes, I can do that for you. And I'm not talking about clothes or anything. The magical disappearing cat. Okay. Five silver pieces, please. Eh, take your money. Eats it up. That is Catherine. She is the cat to our dear sweet grandma, Goldrose. It's a bit of a odd cat. It comes from the dreamland. Its fur can make it invisible. It has the ability to make duplicates of itself. And you feel like a second, like, heavy feeling on your other shoulder. Though it is unfortunate that it's taken a liking to you. Gets ready to throw money in. And why would that be? One gold piece, please. Take your shit. (laughs) Well, you know the fable. If a cat find someone they truly love and can't be parted with. It usually means they're doomed to die. I'm sorry. Oh, no. It smells death on you. Uh, uh, Okay. 
kind of look at everyone else and just be like, Now. Oh, all right. Well, how about for another gold? How do I get rid of it? <laughs> yes. I feel like I feel like Eddie and like yeah. uh, and Sear just share a look. Just yeah. like yeah. <laughs> Literally, like we're just staring at each other like, mm. That's a good question. I'll tell you what. Give me a day and I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. You asshole. <laughs> I give you nothing. You Delicious. people are sick. Uh, all right. Like, come on, come on, bruh. I think maybe you should get some air as Eddie just like starts. <laughs> Shoots up middle fingers at everybody again. <laughs> just, just like just starts lightly like pushing her in the direction of the door. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Eddie, make me a dexterity saving throw. Yes. You get your hand out of the way as you hear, and you see like a, oh, you don't see it. You feel the wind of a swipe and a bite, but it doesn't make contact. Well. All right, Eddie, can you do this instead? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and like, it, you know, like, and like essentially like, you know, like, like a like mage hand version of Eddie is just like lightly pushing on Aleluia like toward the door. You have lovely skin, dearie. And yeah, pushes Aleluia to the door. Start moving. <laughs> Cyril looked to Granny and being like, I only have one. I only have two things I'd like to say. Oh, what would that be? Thank you for your hospitality. We'll be back soon. Oh, please do. I would love to have some company. The only thing I do need to ask, though, is do you have a spare cloak I could borrow? Oh, a spare cloak. Yes, why, of course. And she uh, brings you to the master bedroom. If you want to, drag sure. yourself to the master bedroom. So she uh, brings you to a mannequin in uh, the bedroom. It is made of complete gold, and you see draped around it is yellow cloth. You would perhaps think with how fine the fabric is, is it could either be exotic or actually weaved from strands of gold. And she just goes, oh, this would just look so beautiful on you. It's also flame retardant. Strange feature that you have. Oh, no, it wasn't intentional. Just a happy accident. What's it made of, then? Oh, well, you see, around this area, we have a lot of strange creatures. And she, like, basically does, like, a, a flourish with uh, the cloak as she drapes it around your shoulders and begins to, like, cook up the brooch. Yes, you see, we have a lot of strange animals around in the area. And one of which, have you ever seen sheep before, dearie? You know, cocks her head, thinking about your past. I have. Oh, good. That saves me time. Well, you see, this one was quite peculiar. It rose from the waters of the Mirror Lake, and it had, yes, its cotton was almost gold-like. I was very curious about this wool, so I brought it to my homestead and shaved it, but unfortunately a wolf got to it. And basically, uh, yeah, irons out like the creases and wrinkles as she uh, puts it on you. Oh, poor little dearie. But I did make something beautiful from him. 
And do you have a gold cloak on? And uh, remind me, uh, as a genasi, you have resistance to fire, correct? Correct. You have immunity to fire now. The fuck? (laughs) One and two meant, though. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like this really does synergize with you. Like this cloak was made for you. How come you've been so kind? It's strange to say this because many people that see me tend to run in fear. But also, it's rather strange that a kind soul to willingly give a gift such as this. Dearie, have you ever thought that one day you'll be no more? Sometimes, yes. Well, as you live and get older and older, that thought begins to cross your mind more and more. Dearie, I don't have long. And you've all given me so much. Because of you, I was able to see the sunrise and set, and I got to bathe under the light of the moon. Yes, you've given me far, far too many gifts than I can repay. I only wish to give you a fraction of what you've given me. Then... I won't waste the opportunity for such kindness. I'll also hide my vet. I've been here the whole time, don't worry. (laughs) Then, since you gave me this opportunity, I won't waste another opportunity to do what I think is best. Thank you. Please, please, help the mother. She's She's so distraught. I would hate for this beautiful, beautiful forest to become rotten. I think it'll be done. And you see, we'll see, finally see Sierra walk out of the room, slowly. And then she'll look to the skull and be like, hey. Yes, dearie. Chucks the hat at it. Eats at it. <laughs> Delicious. You know what it tastes like? No. Insecurity. Tastes so good. I would say that's a good burn, but she's immune to it. <laughs> Holy shit, give yourself 50 EXP with that. That was awesome. Oh my god. Is this how you're, he's you're gonna on fire today, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Making good fucking jokes like that. Yeah, if he keeps fucking doing it, yeah. Do I have your word? I will not hide myself. Your finger. Give me your finger. I fucking knew something that would involve a finger. Finger. Yeah. Put your finger in its mouth and it chomps down enough to draw blood. And you see, like, we always described your blood as being amber-like in quality, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we see the amber blood begin to trinkle down its teeth and it is ecstatic. Then it is done. Never hide yourself who you truly are ever again. I will tell you what you wish to know. Your pansia lies with the ninth throne. There it lays. And you see, like, its eyes begin to glow. Smoke begins to pour from its mouth, and you see an empty throne. Sit on it and ask for your heart's desire, and you shall get... Your pensia. Thank you, as usual. Yes, dearie. And I feel like as 
you stare at the smoke and it begins to dissipate. You see clockwork buildings begin to shift and hide this throne. Look well. Fairy tales tell more than fables. You just see the blood dripping onto the cloth. Till we meet again. And I kind of want to end on that note, unless anyone else has anything they want to say. With the door closing. Keep shouting in this language I just don't understand. This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music is Oh My Dog by Savik and any other music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using, and if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Eolus guide you.